When Pastor called me, talked to me, and then called me back and asked me to speak, I said yes. <laughs> and I had forgotten just before that the Lord had spoke to me and he said these words. Tell the church, not ask. He said, tell the church, do you love me? Do you love me more than these? I struggled with that and I've struggled with, and I'm still struggling. Tonight's a struggle too because that's a powerful question. That's a powerful thing. But I had no other alternative but to think that Jesus had spoke something to me that he wanted me to tell the church. So you're the church the guinea pig church that gets it tonight, all right? So I think we ought to start with Peter because Jesus asked Peter that question. We're going to John, the 25th chapter, 15th through the 17th verse. Y'all know this story. Jesus had denied him three, I mean, uh, John had, uh, Peter had denied him three. That's what happens when you get old. You can't keep it straight, but. 21st chapter, 15th verse. Peter had denied Jesus three times after he said he would not. And he had run away bitterly, weeping bitterly. And this is the first time that he's had a chance or Jesus has taken the chance to talk to him. And so he asked him some hard questions. The Bible reads like this. So when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, offended, because he had said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things and knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Let's bow for prayer. Lord God Almighty, what a privilege it is to be in your house this evening in the midst of a storm, in the midst of the enemy trying so hard. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for the 11 years. And thank you for the many, many more to come. Now, God, we turn this service over to you. I, I, I've got nothing. And, 
And what I did have, I'm leaky about. And it's leaked out. I need you to just put it in. I want to be a vessel that you use. Lord, I ask you this evening to move on this congregation. To move on me. To move on everyone in here. Move, 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 move. We... We love each other. We, 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 we've, we've come, we've enjoyed the company, but God, we really came for a move of you. Move on us and tell, Lord, we... Until our opinions change. Move on us until our priorities change. Move on us, God, until, until we're not all that... Move on us until your will is greater than our will in our life. Move on us until we're not the same as, as we've been all our life. Move on us until all the things that, that, that stand between us and destiny are out the door. Move on us, God. Move on us. Move on us. Move on us. We've had a glorious night, Lord, and and we believe, we came here to believe, and we believe you're not done yet. Have thine way. Have your, your way, just as it is in heaven. We ask it in the name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. You may be seated. Do you love me more than thee? Our God is a moving God. He's, he's, he, he never changes, but he's constantly moving. He's constantly revealing himself. He's constantly calling us to a higher place, to a higher level of intimacy with him. Our response to God greatly determines his presence in our life. Now, that should have got an amen right there. The way we respond to God moving on us has everything to do with the power that we have. Because if we don't respond to God, we got to play church. We got to build it up inside of us. Now, I don't know. I don't, Y'all don't might, might not want to be frank with me, but I'll be frank with you. I've done it. I came from a Baptist church and I remember, you know, uh, uh, I, something inside of me called me to something greater than what I was getting in the Baptist church. And I'll never forget it. A, a, a girlfriend of mine took me to a prayer meeting one time. Ooh. And I remember slipping out of the Baptist church and going to a Pentecostal church. And I remember raising my hand for the first, you know how Baptists do it? <laughs> Lord, I want all you got for me. And I'm raising my hand like this. <laughs> I did that. And he blessed it. Oh, God. That's the God we serve. He'll never let you out giving. You'll never, you'll never, he, he loves you enough. That, that, that our God is, is serious about getting us to destiny. He 
made each one of us specifically. He, he's a master chef. Everybody in here, God did this and did this and added this and made your eyes brown, made how tall you were, gave you just the right amount of looks, gave you the right height. Whatever he wanted you to do, he made you specifically you. Because only you can do what he's called you to do. He has a purpose and a destiny for you specifically tonight. And I want you to know that. And we get to playing somebody else, preaching like somebody else, singing like somebody else. We're messing up because we're missing the, the real thing that he made us for. You understand? And I, let me tell you something, our world needs it today. There's a problem out there that only you can fix by the power of God. And they're missing it because too many times we played church. We were settled on playing church instead of being church. We were satisfied of looking good instead of being good. And we've missed ourselves a little bit. The reason our world's in a bad place is because the church hadn't been what it's supposed to be. That's the truth. We have, we have all power living inside of us. All power, yes, sir. All might, all knowledge. I could go on and on and on, but you know the list. So, so, so I come tonight to, to, to maybe help us understand what's wrong in the church. Now I got to tell you, <laughs> y'all got it going on here. Y'all got it going on. Yeah. Yeah. But you also have people in the church. And as long as you have people in the church, you got situations. And as long as you have situations, you got masks. I hated when they asked me for a bio. Let, let me tell you, about three or four years into my ministry of being pastor, I never wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to be an evangelist. <laughs> Man, I wanted to go to a new church and preach and leave. Y'all, I done burnt y'all up and I, I don't have to take the feedback. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't have to like me. I can say anything I want to say tonight. <laughs> so look out. <laughs> about four years in, I'm never going to, we're going to be here at 12 o'clock. About four years in, I was feeling sorry for myself and discouraged and all. Oh, you, you know. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I think you messed up. I think, I think, I think. You called, you know, I, 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 in fact, I'm not even sure you called me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, got, I had a woman growling from me from the second row. She sat up close and would growl and snarl. Oh, y'all didn't know that? Yes, she did. Guess what? She's free from it now. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But I didn't really know what to do. I mean, you know, that's kind of intimidating. <laughs> I said, Lord, surely, surely, surely you've, you've, uh, surely you, you, you've, 
You've got me in the wrong, you got the wrong man. You got the wrong man. And he said, I had just worked real hard, and we got a bunch of horses, and we got a bunch of cows, and you got to work hard. Anybody, y'all, any, anybody have cows or horses in here? Oh, my. Oh, my. Okay. All right. Well, I had, I had just put in probably uh, 1,700 bales in the loft of my barn, and I probably had about 550 round bales sitting for the cattle. Now the square bells are for the horses. And so the Lord, and it's, y'all know what I'm talking about when I say the Lord told me. He didn't tell me. It wasn't an audible voice. Y'all know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. You can't act like that. Yeah. So he said, you got your barn full of hay, don't you? I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. That's what I thought he was. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He said, you worked real hard, didn't you? I said, yeah, whoo, thank you, G, for strength. Thank you for strength. He said, how many, square, how many round bales do you think you got? Lord, I, I, th- I think it's about 550 of them out there. He said, you ready for winter, aren't you, boy? I said, yes, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He said, I put that in you. I put that in you. For horses and cows that you don't give a name, You'd work until you got the thing done and you would provide for them. That's called a shepherd. I put that in you. I put, I never, I never backed up from them. I never, no, that was enough for me. Now I still get discouraged, but I know he called the right one. You see, so, 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 so the, the, rule number one tonight, rule one, number one, God made you, you for a for a reason. Let me say something to you, son. God made you, you. And there's going to be a time when you doubt it. And every moment that we spend pretending to be somebody else, we're not, we're not focusing on the destiny and the purpose that God has for us. So, I don't even know where I got to start. Romans 8, 37, the Bible's, don't turn there, just, just listen to me for a minute. We've got to skip as much as we can. 8, 37, they're talking about what can separate us from the love of Jesus. Can, can disaster, can, and it lists a whole bunch of stuff. And then 8, 37 says this, nay, in all the, what, what, somebody's, Come on, talk to me. We're what? Oh, Jesus. It would have been all right if he'd have said we're just conquerors. That would have been enough. What he was saying was, listen, uh, um, he's coming to separate you from the love of Jesus. All those things he listed is true. Jesus never backs down from the truth. He's not afraid to give you the truth because he is the truth. And he knows he's bigger than, so, so he gave us the truth. So it would have been great with me if he had just said, you're a conqueror. Don't worry about it, boy. Stick with me, Jesus, and you'll get through that, and you'll be a conqueror. He didn't say that. He said you're more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. 
more than a conqueror, more, more. That means I'm expected to do something with the victory beyond just being victorious. That means I got to have some way to put that to work for me. In fact, well, let me tell you, it means that Jesus has a way to put that for work, to work for me. So, he's going to come, but you're going to be more than a conqueror. Him coming is going to make you gain. Oh, that's a thought, ain't it? That's a thought. So, uh, John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that ye might have life. And what? And what? Why would we miss that? Let's don't miss that. So, he didn't lie to us about the thief. That's what he comes for. He's coming for that. But I have come that you might have life. Now, if he'd have said just life, I'd have thought, okay, in the sweet by and by. <laughs> but life more abundantly. I would love to see what y'all do to amazing grace. Oh, I want it so bad, but I'd want to be in the middle of it. But, and I can't sing, but oh... Wow, um, where was I? Um, life more abundantly, more, more. That means to me that because he's coming to kill, steal, and destroy, not only are you going to have life, but you're going to have Life more abundantly. Amen. I'm going to take what he meant to kill, steal, and destroy and magnify it for your good yes. in such a way yes. that it had been better off if he hadn't messed with you. Right. Yeah. Oh, go on and give him a clap. You know it's the truth. Because of the thief, I'm going to give you more. <laughs> you see, what I want to call that, and this is the title of my sermon tonight. I'm just getting to the title, people. <laughs> God's butt. Mm. Now, don't pick up a stone to stone me. I'm not, it's not B-U-T-T. -T, it's B-U-T. The butts of God. They're everywhere in the scripture. They're everywhere. Now, now, now but scriptures go like this. They, they, they talk of, a, of an evil, evil, hopeless situation. Uh, 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 and it, you've got no way out of it. You've got no way through it. You've got no hope. But. 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 But they're, they're all through there. Uh, 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 Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death. That's true. What, what, what? But the gift of God is what? He turns it all around. Wait a minute, I'm not. 
done yet. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Woo! You see what I mean? You'll never read the Bible again after tonight and get to a butt and not think that crazy wild preacher meant something. That's all right, that's all right. You, you, you'll grab a gift from on the other side of the butt of that, right? Okay, all right, we got to do that. Genesis 20, 50, 20, don't go there. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. How? 17 years he stayed in the prison. And Genesis 50, 20 sums it all up. He says, what you have meant for evil... Come on, talk to me. He, he turned it around for good. But God, but God, but God, but God, but God. That's why the enemy never wins. God has a but for every situation he brings. Every one of them. He can't get past that. Woo. Mm. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong unto the Lord, but there are things that reveal, that are revealed, that belong to us and our children forever. Wow. Deuteronomy 7, this is, turn there, turn there. Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 9. Baby, turn there and read it for me. This is kind of important because we're grafted in to who he's talking about. We are the children of God now. So this is talking. So he didn't choose us because we were good, because we were big, because we had a lot of people. But read it. For ye were the fewest of all people. Okay. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Because I want to. Mm -hmm. I love you because I want to. Amen. That's our God. Amen. That's our God. He's got only our good in mind for us. Even if we don't agree with it, it's still our good in mind. Amen. Galatians 5.19 gives a list of the, of the, um, of the uh, works of the flesh. Yeah. Don't go there, just listen to me. But then it gets to Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit... So you, you understand what I mean? When I say but scripture, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right. All right. Now, I had to get that down before we go. We're still on page one. Of course, the most astonishing but scripture in the whole Bible is Jesus. His suffering and death on the cross. It's crazy, but the evil and suffering... And even the death that was Jesus' appointed way was his appointed way of victory over evil, suffering, and death. That's, right. <laughs> That's the but. And God was in it. God was in it. 
the lashes on his back, the thorns on his head, the spit in his face, the bruises in his body, the nails in his hand and feet, the spear in his side, the scorn of religious leaders, the betrayal of friends, the desertion of disciples were all a result of sin, but all designed by God to destroy sin. That's our God. You see, the but, the but scriptures are, if we look close, we get the nature of our God revealed. How many have ever, ever prayed and felt sorry for yourself before God? Come on, come on, come on. We're human. Did God beat you up for it? Did, oh, I'm sorry. I don't even know what that is. See, I'm <laughs> sorry, y'all. Uh, God didn't beat you up for it, did it? He used it as a tool to teach you. That's where he is. That's where he is. Isaiah 53, 3 and 4, baby. Read that for me. We know what that is. Despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But, 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 now when it says but, it's meaning you from there on. Yeah. All right, go ahead. But he was wounded for Hallelujah. our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Yes, come on. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. Amen. That's good right there. That's good. Yep. Is not then the passion of Christ with all its evil and suffering meant by God to show the world that there is no sin and no evil so great that God through Christ does not have a but for the situation and can bring from it everlasting victory Amen. and destiny. Yes. Amen. 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 Now, complete change. One word, complete change, radical change. Steps into our situation and turns it completely around. Turn it around, Lord. Turn it around. That's a good prayer because that's what he does. How many of us really like radical changes? Oh, I got a few. Not many. So... In fact, most time you sit in the same seat when you come to church, don't you? And if somebody's in it, you get mad. <laughs> just a little bit, not 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 a whole lot, but just a little bit. The older I get, the less I like change. I mean, I like everything just to run smooth, you know. <laughs> you see, all the, all the young people raise their hand about changes. So so. Sometimes our feeling and sometimes our senses and our common sense and our opinion, sometimes our rebellion, sometimes our laziness, sometimes our complacency, sometimes our pride, sometimes our fear, and even sometimes our knowledge 
get in the way of God's purpose. And he has to have a but for us. Oh, now y'all were shouting so good. You know the word is a two-edged sword. Now, wait a minute. I got a sword here that's got two edges. You know what that's two edges are for? That means so I can stick it in here and, and what? Cut me going in. Cutting both ways. Cut both ways. So now let's talk about the butt scriptures going the other way. Can we? And I'll try to make it quick. Ah, we have some, you know, we're made in his image. So if he's got butt words, then we probably do too, right? Like, like, um, Lord, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me more than the, yes, Lord, y'all knowest that I love you. I'm just not ready for that. I just don't have enough knowledge. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough talent. I don't have enough time. And he gives you all of that. He's the author of all of that to us. We don't get any of it on our own. And then there's the other people that think they have it all. <laughs> and they have everything. <laughs> they have enough of everything but humility. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, what happened Saturday night? Well, the Lord understands my problem. <laughs> he does. He does. He still calls it sin. And it's still rebellion against him. He does know your problem better than you do. But we can't have it both ways. We can't have it both ways. For too long we've been trying to have it both ways, church. Oh. You know, the older I get, the more God puts me into a situation. I, I'm a carpenter, man. You give me a, a nail in woods wood and I'll build anything you want from cabinets to a barn or anything, houses, it doesn't matter. I love it. I love it. Nothing I can do. Nothing I can't do. But if I've got to be a mechanic, <sighs> I had to fix something. I can't even tell you what I fixed in the tractor. <laughs> I had to take it apart about five times and put it back together because I forgot something and, and it, this has been a year. This, oh, I, I've had something like like nine flat tires. You know, they're not these little tires like this. These are tractor tires. And I don't know how many breakdowns. And pastor, I had to get there and just take it. <laughs> just take it. And the Lord told me, he said, don't have a response because it's going to be a bad one. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> He loves me. He loves me. He knows. Don't have a reaction. Just, just do the work. Oh, God, church. Whoa. Don't have a reaction. Just do the work. Oh, you don't have to have an opinion about it. God said do it. You don't have to have an ego about it. He gave you the permission and the ability to do it. You don't need anything. You don't need any glory from it. Try, quit trying to steal it. 
what I'm finding out is that everything I go to do, every, now listen, I know I got some real people in here, right? Why do we wait? Why do we wait until we've made a mess of it before we say, oh God, help me, help me, help me. I'm learning. I'm 64 years old and I'm learning. Oh, that looks hard. God, <laughs> help me. <laughs> This is, this is going to be tough. Yes, help on the front. Because he wants the church need. Listen to me. The church has got to change. We're in a time when, when the enemy is fighting hard. We can't, we can't rely on the way we worshiped six years ago. We can't rely on the way we read the word ten years ago. We can't rely on the relationship that we had in and out and if and maybe and on the fence. We, we, the world needs the church to be a shining light and salt and it's counting on us. He's looking for a church that will, will come and measure up. We can't do it like we used to do it. It wasn't that good anyway. It wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. He's either God and can do what he said he can do or he's a liar and we ought to turn away. Come on. Just kidding, Lord. Just, just trying to get a point across. Yeah. So make up your mind which one he is and follow it. It's not hard. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Peter was offended because Jesus asked him three times in front of his buddies. Made him look bad. In Matthew 26, 31 through 33, Jesus said, all of you will offend, all of you will get offended this night. I don't know how he said it, but something like, I'm going to offend all of you tonight because I'm going to die. And when I resurrect, when I raise from the dead, Peter never heard that. He was waiting for Jesus to stop talking so he could say, though all men get offended, I will never get offended from you. Let me tell you something. When God goes to straighten you out, if you've got a hard head, you're going to get offended. But it's an offense that you need to go through because you can't get to destiny if you don't. Do you love me enough to let my word offend the sin out of you? Do you love me? Do you love me that much? Oh my God. That's the question. Hallelujah. Matthew 26, 33, though all men shall be offended, I will never. Matthew, now listen, listen, to, the, listen to, the, to the verses. That was 33 in 35 of the same chapter. Though I should die, I will never deny thee. Same chapter, verse 40. Could you not watch with me one hour? Oh God, watch and pray with me that you enter not into temptation oh God church for too long that's where we've been right there that's where we've been
We, we, we're not possessing what we're professing. And nobody's holding us accountable but God. You know how many times the Lord told us that he was, that he was going to offend us? He, we were going to be offended. Offenses have to come. Yeah. But, therefore, our good. Our world is starving for the church to be the church. Hear me now. God is still in charge. He has a butt for deceit. He has a butt for lies. He has a butt for abortion, for drug abuse, for sex trafficking, for porno, for the border, for degenerating our children, for compromising pastors and compromising churches. God has a butt for all of it. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean you're not going to. And God has a butt for us to get into the right place to do our destiny, our calling. Peter said, I go fishing. I, I make sure I, re- I have to read that every time I get a chance because I want my wife to know that going fishing is spiritual. <laughs> Hear that, baby? They agree. I go fishing because, because it looks like to me that what I believed about Jesus isn't true. I counted on him to be the Messiah. And when I pulled out my sword, and by the way, he wasn't swinging at that guy's ear. He was going to chop his head off, and the man moved a little bit, cut his ear off. And when Jesus put his ear back on, he wasn't doing it the way Peter thought it needed to be done. Wait a minute, let me rethink this. The man that had raised the dead is now dead. It's over. Oh my God. Oh my God, church. It's never over. It's never over. And when it's over, it's going to be the way his word said it. So he does what all of us would do, most of us would do. He goes back to normal. Let me have a little bit of normal. I know how to fish. I was, when he called me, I was fishing. I'm going back to fishing. Right? Except it was normal for then and it's not the normal now. <laughs> and Jesus comes into what you think is you going back to normal and bust it all up by being on the shore. And has a question for you too. <laughs> oh, where can I hide? <laughs> yeah, he sees you in the club too. <laughs> it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't. You can't hide there. <laughs> no. Trust me, I know. I know. I know. I preached my first sermon a long time ago, but I'm like my sister over there. I stepped out a little bit. Now, you know, you know what I found out? I found out something, Pastor, tonight right here in the church. They started singing that thing, and I was, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. The devil thought he meant bad for it, and it's in there. Whoa, I can use it for Jesus' grace. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, devil, what you meant for evil, he turns it around to good. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, my God, we can shout about a football game. We can holler about a baseball game. We can holler about Jesus, too. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he didn't know it. He was just teaching me. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Oh, where am I? Uh, we're going to be called to venture out with courage on the words of Jesus when everything in us and everything in our past screams that this won't work. Listen to me. Listen to this old preacher, please. That is nothing less than destiny calling. That's all that is. That's destiny calling. Because you got to break through you and get help to get past that. That's all he was waiting for anyway. Mm. We get on a mountaintop experience where I can say I believe, but I have to go down the mountain to the demon-possessed valley and face the realities that scoff at my mountain of transfiguration belief. And it hurts us. You can't stay on the mountain. You weren't meant to stay on the mountain. The mountain was just giving you possibilities. You get what you get from the mountain, you got to take down to the valley and put it to work, church. Yesterday is gone. We can't stand in. Oh, I was once in, uh, in, in what is it about the, the glory coming out of the spout? What is it? Come I was under the spout where the glory came out. Long time ago. What about yesterday? When's the last time you weren't forced into it, but you had an experience, an encounter with Jesus Christ just because you didn't need anything from him that you thought of. You didn't want anything, him to do anything. You weren't hurting. You just loved him enough. Is that your wife? You love her? I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. So because you love her, you treat her a certain way. You're good to her. In fact, let me tell you something right now. Oh, my goodness. Am I running out of time? I'm good. If you're not treating her good, shame on you. Because she's got to know that you love her. Now, here's what men think. Well, I'm going to uh, come Friday night. I'm going to treat her right. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. So, so we mess up and we tell her, baby, Friday night, I'm going to tell you I love you. I'm going to show you I love you. She's thinking a dinner, candlelight, music maybe. You're thinking a football game. You know why? Because you think different than women. Shock, right? Women think different than you. A smart man finds out what 
the definition of love is from his woman and loves her that way. Come on, somebody. Come on, right? Come on. Oh, I, I got some men in here. Come on, right? Right? It does you no good to use your definition of love. You, you, you know, you might have insulted her with your definition. You got to use hers. You also got to use God's. We got to go to God and love him the way he said. In fact, in Mark, he says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with mind, I got mind and heart, and soul, and strength. Mark says strength. Let me say this. To do it any other way is a sin. He doesn't treat her second hand because he loves her. We can't treat God second hand if we love him either. Now I'm talk- I, want to, I want to come back in 12 years again and y'all still be, you know what I'm saying? And the enemy, yeah, yeah, right, amen, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but we, church, we got to change. He's calling us to change. And we've been doing it our way and that's kind of a halfway, and we make excuses for it and none of them are good. Amen. Amen. Right. Let's see if I can close this up. Whew. Do you love him today enough to put great effort into putting him first in your life? Jesus is not afraid to offend you in order to get you, get you out of stuck. Especially if it's stuck on yourself. My pastor will agree with me, I'm sure. More than preaching. More than prophesying. More than healing. More than word of knowledge. More than any else those are just gifts that more than anything we can do we are called to love the Lord our God that's what makes us different from the world that's what makes us a, a nation to be to be dealt with that's what gives the world something they can they can't they can't touch that they can't they can't come against that come on that's the truth Don't take offense. We can do all the hopping and the hollering and the dancing and, and, and not love the Lord. We put on a show. And there's no power in it. Offense comes when we are unmasked and found out to be someone different than who we've been pretending to be. Pretenders cannot reach destiny. God's destiny lines up exactly with who He created you to be. You can't play imposter and reach destiny. Just write this down. Anybody taking notes? 
Okay, okay. Matthew eleven six is about John the Baptist when he came to, are you Jesus? Are you the real Messiah? John the Baptist was actually, he, he didn't come to him. He was in jail. He was in jail. And, and, he, and he sent his disciples of it. Are you the real one? This is the man that said, Behold, the Son of God that taketh away the sin of the world. But he's in jail. He's in jail. He's in jail. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I guess we know the answer to which mic I should have had, right? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, brother. He's in, so he comes. Hey, are you the one? Jesus said, Tell him what you see. Tell him what you see. Blind men get their sight. The lame are healed. The dead rise. Tell him what you see. And when they walk away, he said, Blessed is he that's not offended by me. So that's, that's uh, in Matthew eleven six, 6. Matthew 13, 21, Jesus talks about the seed. And he says, says that there's a certain seed that gets sown that is offended by the tribulation that it comes. And it doesn't turn out to anything. You know, really, really, come on. We, we, we're the created being offended by the creator. We really don't have any right in this, right? Okay, so. Uh, Matthew 13, 57 to 58, Jesus' hometown. They were offended because Jesus didn't match who they thought he was. They had an opinion. Listen, church. They had an opinion of who Jesus was. That's Joseph, the carpenter's son. He can't be the son of God. Yeah, we, we hang on to our opinion of who Jesus is too. Until we run into a but scripture. And it changes us around. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God's but scriptures are offensive, but they really are God's necessary grace coming to free us from us. The Bible says, but for the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross and the shame. But for the joy that was set before him. Listen to me carefully. But for the joy that was set before him. But for the joy that was You know how many depressed Christians we have? You know why a whole lot of time? Yeah, how can you, how can you be depressed? Everybody gets depressed. How can you stay in depression when you got the Son of God living inside of you and you have destiny before you? Oh, I hit it right there, Pastor. We're depressed because, because we haven't got the joy that's set before us. We're looking at the situation right now and it looks bad and, and I don't know if I'm going to make it through it and it's swirling me. It's a terrible storm. Oh, I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> Jesus went to the cross, but he had a destiny. He had something beyond the moment that he could reach out and see. He could go beyond where he was and grab a hold of something that he knew was good. Faith in what was going to happen to mankind. We have got to have a destiny, church, or we're aimlessly wandering around and don't know where we are. I'm preaching now. I'm preaching. We got to have that in front of us. 
Today is not just a day. It's another day that I get closer to the destiny that God has for me. Today is not just another day. It's a day that God reveals something to me, something that I need. Today is not just another day. Today's a day I rise out of where I was and stand up because I have a, you can't kill me. I have a destiny to get. You can. Man. Wait a minute. Satan can't kill me either. I have a destiny. I have a destiny. Do you love me? Do you love me more than these? Is your relationship with God sufficient for you to expect him to exhibit his wonderful life through you? Do you want it? He wants to give it to you. Do you trust him enough to let him do that? Amen. Go to Romans 8, 16 through 18 and I'm done. Read it for me, baby, when you get it. Romans 8, 16 through 18. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit mm -hmm. that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. And if children, then heirs. Hallelujah. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Right, church. Right time. Go ahead. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Amen. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Amen. For I reckon that ho, the... Ho, 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 there's the country boy. What'd he say? For I reckon. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's for me. That's for me. I reckon what? That the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know who said that? Saul turned Paul after he ran into God's butt on the road to Damascus. Do you love me? Do you love me with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength? I'll help you love me. But you've got to want it. I'll get things, Jesus said, I'll get things out of the way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor, you want me to, I'm done. Let me do the altar call. Oh, good. Good, good. Give the, give the word of God a praise. Give the word of God a praise. Give the word of God a praise. Hallelujah. 